This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, Hey, man! It was a great weekend. It was cold, but it was a great weekend. And we still do not have a head coach, nor will we anytime soon. We're talking about our Atlanta Falcons, who have requested second interviews with Harbaugh, with Mike McDonald, the Ravens D.C., with Anthony Weaver, the Ravens assistant head coach. And, Mike, we know Bill Belichick already had his second interview. But let's start there, because when we left the show Friday, we told you guys, anything could happen over the weekend. What they did over the weekend was interview more candidates. Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, Raheem Morris, Joe Brady, all interviewed over the weekend. Now, Mike, word on the street is, and we don't start rumors on this show, I just talk about them once they're out that there could be some conflict in the front office when it comes to Bill Belichick. Yeah, a number of guys reporting this, and then Bill Simmons was sounding off on his podcast, the New England writer, basketball, you know you know Bill Simmons, guys. He was basically saying from what he's hearing is that uh, Arthur Blank wants Belichick, which I think is what I was screaming about on Friday. But the front office, air quotes, uh, is against it. Well, who's the front office? That's Rich McKay. Because Terry is a junior partner, not trying to be dismissive, we just think it sort of played out that way when we saw the press conference and Arthur got fired. So, Rich McKay perhaps would be the impediment, and I'm saying that's good. And I hope in this case, Rich continues to be the impediment for Belichick. But would Rich be the impediment for a guy like Harbaugh? Under this, and different apples to oranges, but maybe Harbaugh doesn't want to have Rich McKay over his shoulder either. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've said this. I know what's important to Belichick. I don't know what's important to Harbaugh. Maybe, maybe Jim just wants to come coach. And Jim does get a second interview, too. He does. And if he wants to just come coach, then maybe this is a different scenario. And let me say this about Terry Fontenot as well. Um, I wouldn't want Belichick to come in and have all that power either. I got to stand up for what I've worked for my entire life for, Mike, right. for this opportunity to be a general manager and to be involved in the process to build teams. If you allow him to have all the power, okay, Mike's been saying it. What are you doing? I really don't need you. And so it may be more than just rich, but I do think rich is the key right. in this equation. But I think everybody that's involved with this, 
really doesn't want just one guy. And, guys, there should be checks and balances here. There shouldn't be just one dude run. I'm telling you, I, I talked to a bunch of people over the weekend. All these front offices, they may be layered differently, but nobody has complete control over everything that happens, Mike. You've got to have a say. Somebody else does. Right. There are checks and balances. If you don't allow that to happen with Belichick, then you're giving him what he had in New England. And i got to say, the last five years, that hasn't worked. That's right. concerning. The guys, the last guys that have that kind of power, Belichick obviously had it. You know, Holmgren had it. I used to call him the big show. Correct. Right when he went to Seattle because he used to butt heads with the general manager in Green Bay. Uh, Bill Walsh had total control in San Francisco. You guys, you know, John, Jimmy Johnson had it in Miami. But it's just... Nowadays, and by the way, it didn't work in Miami. No, and Jimmy Johnson didn't work. Jimmy could he could draft some great defensive pieces. Couldn't draft offense to save his life. The last few years he was down there with uh, Marino. But getting back to to Belichick, I'm with you. I don't want Belichick making the personnel decisions. I really am turned off, as are most of our audience, by his his coaching staff. Which look, as much as his brand is taking a hit, their brand is. Matt Patricia won't even be retained by the Eagles in any in any capacity. It sure looks like now. Uh, Josh McDaniels isn't exactly the same hot brand that he was, you know, seven or eight years ago before he started flaming out as head coach. So I just, it, it's it, the good news is you got maybe Rich McKay is our firewall against Bill Belichick. The bad news is he also might be the same reason Jim Harbaugh doesn't come here. What is how does Rabel feel about Rich McKay? Because well, some people also feel that our coach, our our, our owner, is not going to hire a coach who has not been a head coach before, and that would limit us too, Harbaugh. And Belichick and Vrabel. I don't believe that. I hope not either. I, I, I think you got to take the best potential candidate. Sometimes you might get surprised. Mike, you brought up Mike McDaniel earlier with the Dolphins. Who would have expected that? Mike McDaniel said <laughs> his whole goal as an assistant in his years of like coming, working through the, you know, working, working his way up, he said, I just hope to get in a room one day and talk to an owner. One shot. He got it. And then he got hired. I don't want to limit us as a fan base. Right. To three guys. I told you I'd take two over the one. You know the two over the one for me. But I don't want to limit that. And I don't think Arthur Blank should limit that either, Mike. And I think, I hope he is far enough in this process as an owner, now 20 years more in. You have to know that you can't just target one or two guys and say this is it. I right. think you're you're doing yourself a disjustice, and I just think, or, or, or uh, a, uh, disservice. a disservice. Excuse me. I just think that because of the assistant coaches that haven't panned it. Look, Mike Smith was one of the best coaches this franchise ever had. Dan Quinn, we have to rehash Super Bowl. We we know how that went. And if it uh, you know if it had worked, then we would not be talking about the the power base and how it works and what's the flow chart with general manager, coach, and you know team president. But it hasn't, and so you get back to it. I, I, because we've not had assistants to become head coaches when maybe Arthur is locked in that I've got to have a guy who's an HC. You just mentioned we were talking off the air. I'd love to have see what Aaron Glenn has to say about this. You guys watched Hard Knocks two seasons ago, the job he's doing with D.C. With, and that's still an improving defense. They don't have all the pieces there. they got Hutchinson, but they're missing some pieces. Then you look at Ben Johnson, his development of, of what you've seen with, uh, with, uh, with golf. I mean, you've got guys are – there's guys out there. Slowick would kind of be like what uh, Mike McDonald uh, – sorry, what um, – Mike McDaniel. Mike Mc, it's funny. There's a McDonald, a McDaniel, and a Johnson. Get it right. straight. That's right. But uh, what uh, what you saw down in Miami? Could you capture that same thing? Because it's also coming off the Harbaugh coaching tree. Yeah. But he's still relatively inexperienced. Just one year as as official OC. Here's the thing with McKay. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, and it's going to play a role. He will have a say in however this goes down because he's had a say forever. Part of it is Mike. There's no one in the building that has as much experience. Okay or as much cachet that Rich does. If you had two of those guys in the building, this may look differently. So when the hiring process takes place, all right, you can go back to Thomas Dimitrov. 
Thomas was coming in as a first-time general manager. He didn't have the clout that a Rich McKay had 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 and the success. So what happens? I'm going to lean on you for advice. And as that process continues to happen, and this is happening now with the next guy that comes in, everybody continues to lean on him for advice. But, Mike, you know what that does? It allows you to regain Mm -hmm. the power that you've eventually lost when you were the general manager because now, well, you're taking my suggestions and we're forming this team. If you had other guys with clout, like Rich McKay in that building, who have done as much as he's done. And I'm not disrespecting his resume, but you don't. So what's everybody do? They lean on no. him well, to I mean, for like, these decisions. He's Arthur Blank's crutch. He's Arthur Blank's security blanket. Jeff Schultz, Jeff, you're supposed to be retired. Even Jeff came out of uh, retirement on Twitter today to say, yes, in the past, some candidates have considered Rich McKay's presence to be a potential obstacle in the past few years. He can't confirm how Belichick feels about this. Jeff goes on on Twitter, something you and I have talked about a few weeks ago. Blank was involved. McKay was was heavily involved, and then he was no longer the GM when they hired Dimitrov. Then his responsibility was getting the team built and league responsibilities. Then later on, Rich McKay comes back to your point to a position of power in the organization. How does that happen? The pecking order that happens because you're hiring first-time general managers who are skeptical about whether or not they're doing the right thing, and mm-hmm. I'm going to lean on you. And all of a sudden, if I lean on you enough, guess what? This is what I think we should do. But that's why you – I mean, we, we heard this back in the day. You hired – you know, the coach was hired four days before the general manager. But let Terry Fontenot cook. If you have confidence in this man's ability and his track record in New Orleans, let the man do the job he was signed to do. You know, and that's where it got a little nebulous about, well, Arthur wants to draft this guy. So maybe that's why we got Pitts. And then, well, what, what exactly do we know? We know Fontenot can certainly pick good free agents. Spend $130 million on the right guys to help Ryan Nielsen's defense take a big leap this year. You know what happens ultimately in these situations is Blank goes to Rich and says, do you think we're doing the right thing? And Rich either goes yay or nay, right? But this- is it a conflict of interest if you're going to be Belichick's going to be here and there's going to be a power play and you guys going to be fighting and Belichick's going to come oh, up and take it over? There's not going to be a power play. Belichick's going to get it his way. Correct. Because he's going to be making $20 million. <laughs> Big bank take little bank, Mike. I mean, I'm sorry. That, that, that's just what's going to happen. Now, if you're going to hire a coach that makes $5 million with little experience, to your point, that's a different conversation. That dude's not coming in here to say, I'm meeting with this guy, whoever that is, four or five times a week. It's not happening. My biggest fear is that what you just said, Carl – and then Belichick comes in and says, I don't want Terry here anymore. That's my biggest fear. Well, it shouldn't happen. I've said it. Uh, it's You talk about, you know, hiring your first black general manager, and then all of a sudden, Mike, he's not good enough for the job. I just I think it's a right. terrible look for the for the front office. It's a, it's a good look, to your point, if you allow him to do his job, which I hope he is. And I told you guys last week, he's in on these interviews, right. and I think he should be. And I think everybody that – is making this decision with all the checks and balances in that front office should be in on the, in, on the in, in, in interview. If Mr. Blank is the only one in the room, Mike, sitting around a table, and I'm not just guessing right. how this is going, and he says, I want this, and the four other people in the room go, I don't, hopefully he listens to the four other yeah. people. And look, as we said, we've got a good rapport with Rich, but some people would say it's a definition of insanity. If Rich is involved in this and you've never won a Super Bowl here, and again, we know what happened in 16, but you haven't done jack the last six seasons, so why is he a voice? I mean, I mean, you better go hire Corn Frickin' Ferry, right? Go hire one of those ridiculous consulting firms for whatever they charge, a quarter of a, mil, a billion dollars, or I mean, sorry, a quarter of a million, whatever those idiots charge, Carl, because Arthur Blank is still leaning on Rich for these decisions. Look, I don't want Belichick. We've already laid that reason, the reasoning out. But if this costs us a, a chance at a Harbaugh or a Vrabel, well, then that's a problem too, isn't it? It is. 
All right, guys, follow us. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm going to put him up. See Dukes, the radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. And, of course, follow radio station at 929 The Game. It is all about power. Right. Coming up, strong arm story of the day is next on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coming up, road to the big game. We are close to it. We've got our Final Four coming up this weekend, and we're your home for the NFL right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's Dukes and Bell. Mike and I have been talking about the uh, coaching interviews, and uh, Harbaugh is going to be a busy man this week. He's going to interview for the second time with us, the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons. He's also, Mike, going to interview with the uh, Chargers as well. Uh, a lot of people around the country believe that that's the job, right? They've always uh, kind of linked him to that because, well, they've got a quarterback. Um, well, it does – seriously, it does make things easier. No doubt. Yeah. The transition of a guy who's played – what, Justin's played, what, four years now? You know what he is. Go in and tweak, and you're going to be really good with the Chargers. And you got to make some hard decisions with the cap. they got some guys like Mike Williams can't stay healthy. they got a lot of money. And both obviously wisely invested. But they got some cap issues where they can straighten some of that out. I mean, and as you said – Brandon Staley did such stupid stuff from the jump. You know, it wasn't that hard to figure out, was it? No, not at all. I think um, that doesn't, you know, uh, not include us having a real shot at, at Harbaugh. I still think you got to see where this goes with the second interview. But, you know, all these guys are scheduling interviews. And the second one, I think, is, is certainly more important because that means we thought enough of you, Mike, to call you back. Right. And we want to talk to you some more. And now you can get into some of the things that you didn't talk about in that first interview. Right. And the other thing, we said this earlier. I know it's a long, it's a big show. Biggest show in the city. But we, we mentioned this earlier, Carl, for guys and ladies that missed it in their cars. Stop with the, oh, Harbaugh's not coming here. Why? Why couldn't we get Harbaugh? There's no, the only limitation is what you seem to feel about this franchise. And yes, they've made some stupid mistakes in the past. But if you roll up the Brinks truck, because the only way you get Harbaugh is having allowing him to not have Rich McKay over his shoulder, I presume, and, of course, give him more money than anybody else as a head coach. And if you can do that, I think you could have somebody who's so innovative with a young quarterback. Yeah. A lot of ways we can do this. We can go free agency. We can do the draft. But, I mean, to me, Harbaugh is so much more interesting and exciting than where Belichick is at this stage of his career. Not, not negating what he accomplished, but not now. Not all of these guys, though, Mike, want – to handle all of those responsibilities. Some of these guys just want to coach. I don't know. I've been saying, I just don't know, you know, what's important to Harbaugh. Is that the first question, right? 
Look, the only reason I bring it up is his, his end with the 49er run after three trips to the NFC Championship was him falling out with Trent Baalke, the general manager, in what was perceived a power play. Look at what's going on with Jacksonville right now with Trent Baalke. It's a mess. That's a personal relationship deal that happened with the 49ers. They didn't see eye to eye, so therefore I'd like to take it over. You don't want me to take it over? I'm out. Trent Baalke right now is on the hot seat. People are talking about him in Jacksonville, how he's built this team, and, and it's inept, Mike. I don't know what's going to happen there, but I think just on a personal level, what the deal is here is we don't know what the personal relationships are with him and the people that are here, or even if he has those. The, the, the Belichick thing, that's the thing. You've told me earlier, right? Rich and, uh, and, and Belichick, oh, maybe they don't see eye to eye. Well, that's, that's right. where it starts. Yeah, or perhaps, and again, I'm not trying to make it all, you know, make it, uh, play, play it on Rich as if, well, I'm going to lose my power base and I'm going to be marginalized and I'm out the door and I'm no longer involved in the organization because, guys, you've seen this. And we just talked about the Belichick, or the Harbaugh situation in San Fran. That's part of the dynamic. Some of these things turn into soap operas. Yeah, they do. You know? They do. And I just, I, I'm not, I don't know what is the most, like, why, if you're going to leave Michigan, Okay, first of all, there's a 10-year, 10, $10 $100 million deal on the table. If he wants to stay and mm-hmm. maybe says, I've done everything I can do. All right, so you're coming back to the NFL. You did this already. What's the most important thing for you? Super Bowl ring. Okay, so what do you need to do that? Do you absolutely need power mm-hmm. and control over personnel, or do you just want to have a say, like, Obviously, if it's Harbaugh, guys, he's going to be the guy picking the quarterback. Well, I mean, look, I'm not going to deny that Harbaugh has an ego. His ego is going to say at age 60, if I'm going to take one more shot at the NFL, I'm going to do it my freaking way without input from anyone else. You're going to go you go get the players that I tell you to get. And that, and some would say that, you know, through his experiences and winning everywhere he's gone, some would say he's earned that right. Others, perhaps the Falcons would say, nah, not so fast. Which And then, so that's the thing. I like to swing for the fences, but I, if I get Harbaugh in here, he's got total control. And, I, like, we like Terry, but Terry might be a casualty of that kind of regime. Same with Belichick. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to come off of all this. I just don't. I mean, there are other people in that front office that we don't talk a whole lot about. All those people, mm-hmm. I, I just don't feel like they're all on the same page with whoever gets this job gets to run everything. I just don't feel like that's going right. to be the thing. All right, uh, as we talk about all this stuff that's going on, and we will get into what we saw and what we thought with the playoff games coming up here as we talk about the road to the big game uh, in just a little bit, less than 10 minutes from now. But as we talk about these coaching candidates, um, one of our listeners said, do you guys feel like they are going after guys from teams that have a particular culture, meaning the Ravens, right? We got, and that's to me, that's, that's, a, that's a culture you want a piece of. We got two interviews, right, second interviews with Mike McDonald coming up. We got one with Anthony, Anthony Weaver. Yeah. If you're talking about plucking somebody from a winning culture, that's why the Ben Johnson thing, when he, when he got to the Lions, they weren't any good guys, okay? He got there when Dan got there. Now, all of a sudden, he's the cream of the crop, and everybody says he's the next big thing when it comes to offensive minds, which he's been great the last three years. But, Mike, you want to go get some of that, but I'm with this individual who said, what about the culture? Like, are you right. going to go – are you wanting or, or do you need to talk to somebody from San Francisco, Mike? Do you want to talk to somebody from the Ravens, which they are? What other cultures in the NFL that you feel like, hey, that is working consistently? How do we do that? To me, it's the Ravens, it's the 49ers, the teams most likely to wind up in the Super Bowl. I think you look at what the 49ers have built, and a lot of this is off the Shanahan tree. That's where we're talking about Bobby Slovis, where he maybe is, you know, your next Michael. Uh, I, uh, here's where you, I get into my McDonald's and my McDowell's and my Johnson's, all my different names. The Dolphins head coach. Oh, McDaniel. McDaniel. You know your difference between your McDonald's and your McDaniels. But no, McDaniel was a guy that was pretty much along the way, actually had probably less on the resume than Slovic does now, he does. now that he's been an OC. 
you know, as an official offensive coordinator for the Texans and doing that great job with C.J. Stroud because we still believe Shanahan's calling all the plays the way Reed does, right, in, in Kansas City. But either way, th- that's an organization that gets it. Now, again, the Dolphins' offense did conk out this year at the end, and the defense was struggling, but they were still a hell of a story for much of the season. Yeah, they were. Um, the thing about McDaniel, what's interesting is, so two years ago, teams were trying to pluck him away from the 49ers, and Shanahan kept him tucked away, Mike, and paid him big so he wouldn't leave. And then it got to a point where they were like, who is this guy? Who's doing all this work? And then it got to a point where he allowed him to go interview, and then he got a job. Sometimes you don't realize the guys behind the scenes. Right how much is going on and what they're doing. And that's that's kind of his story. That's why I'm not dismissing any of these guys that we're talking about, like some of these candidates, whether it's it's Johnson or, or Slowick right. with the Texans, to your point. Even Joe Brady, Mike, I know he's been on the job with, as the interim OC there with Buffalo, but I like what I saw. I like how things transpired yeah. there. From uh, you know the passing game coordinator for Burrow with the national championship for Kojo at LSU to coming in there and really getting luck. They didn't lose that game over Joe Brady. They lost that game because Stephon Diggs couldn't make enough catches. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I thought Josh Allen had a bad last series. Look, Brock Purdy had a terrible game, and they still found a way to win in San Francisco because they got all the pieces. By the way, we were arguing also today, Carl, a lot of folks are really upset that Ryan Nielsen is uh, taking the job as defensive coordinator with the Jaguars, you referred to it earlier. I think I figured this out, why people are so upset. Why is that? They think he is the next Matt LaFleur, you know, the next McDowell, all, all those guys we've talked about. They just feel that he's going to be the next young, hot coach, or relatively young, hot coach, who's going to go on to greatness in the league. Only time will tell. But to me, as a head coach, as a head, when okay. he eventually gets a okay. shot. Right now, though, he's still just a D.C. guys, yeah. And that was his only his first year as, as a defensive coordinator here with the Falcons. My argument to some of these guys I've been going round and round with on social media we also spent $130 million on the defense. You had the easiest schedule in the league. And somehow, Carl, this has turned into some kind of zero-sum argument. Like, somehow, I'm a Ritter apologist. Ritter, we know, guys, we all know the games that Desmond Ritter cost us. We were there. But you guys are making it sound like the defense was like had a, had a clean sheet. Yeah. You, you couldn't stop Will Levis from the moment he stepped on the field in Nashville. You couldn't stop Joshua Dobbs in his first game for the Vikings with, what was it, three days to look at the playbook? Kyler Murray in his first start of the season, same thing. We couldn't get him on the ground. And then we gave up 85 points the last two games of the season. All I'm saying is, guys, I understand you're upset about losing Nielsen, and the Falcons probably confused the audience by protecting him and not allowing teams to talk, right? Which maybe gave the impression that they thought he was going to be an integral part moving forward. But a new head coach is never going to accept that guy. Maybe a special teams coach. They usually want to pick their own dudes. Had we gotten a guy like Ben Johnson, maybe he would have played ball. But, guys, the only argument I'm making is you didn't lose Buddy Ryan or Tom Landry yet. <laughs> Ryan Nielsen does not establish that. We improved the defense, but it was the easiest schedule, and we lost some games because of the defense. That's all I'm saying, my brother. Coming up, we're going to talk about the road to the big game, guys. Patrick Mahomes is a came away from it again. Can the 49ers get over the hump? And what about Lamar, who put on a show this weekend? We'll talk about it coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Each season, there can be only one winner. Only one champion to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. It's the road to the big game on Dukes and Bell. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Most impressive thing that we saw over the weekend was probably Lamar Jackson's performance, which we have never seen. Lamar, 100 passer rating, 100 yards rushing, two rushing touchdowns, two passing TDs, Mike. First player in NFL history to do that. But overall, Mike, this weekend was interesting for many reasons. Chiefs go on the road and they win. Bills blow another opportunity at home this time against the Chiefs. You had the Lions getting a game-winning interception from Baker Mayfield who didn't play terrible, but when they needed it, he wasn't able to get it done. And then the 49ers overcoming their quarterback play. Yeah, Brock Purdy was hot garbage for much of that game, and then eventually he did get it dialed in. I saw montage this morning on Good Morning Football of all the overthrows and just bad throws and just bad reads. So, you know, he's a guy that a lot of folks still kind of look at, "Mm," they squint their eyes together, Carl, and go, not so sure about this guy. They, of course, uh, losing him last year, and they had no shot against the Eagles. But some folks still not sold. He'll get, uh, obviously, a Lions team, which, unfortunately, for Lions fans, that defense is not elite. Uh, they're, they're giving up almost 24 points or more. Secondary's been exposed at times, so that could be a field day. But Debo seems to be the special sauce for that 49ers attack, and he's banged up. No doubt, man. I mean, um, for the 49ers, let's hear – uh, you know, Dan Campbell talk about the Lions because they've got to go out there now and take on the 49ers. Listen, I give them every shot in the world. I just think the 49ers are better. But Dan Campbell was thanking everybody after this dub. Look, I, I got a lot of really, really outstanding people around me, all right? And I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate. And uh, it takes a village. And without everybody involved, without Brad Holmes, without – Sheila, Rod, Chris Spillman, without Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, Dave Phipp. I mean, you you don't, you know, I'm fortunate. You don't get here. That's right. that's what he's saying. And, you know, we talk about this, this uh, you know, the team, Mike, of, of people that you put together, and it hope, hopefully it plays out for us like this in the next couple of years where we get the right coach. Right, the general manager does his job. However, that's going to look whatever that's going to look like. The players are here. Everything just comes together. But the first move they made in Detroit was trading for for golf. 
they knew they needed a quarterback. And Brad Holmes had been with him in L.A., and the first thing they did, Mike, was go get the quarterback. It starts there. And then they started to draft all these pieces, including but Tamir Gibbs. But let's be honest, there was still some feeling in Detroit. Articles were written that maybe they'll move on from Goff. You know well, what I mean? people thought he was the transitional quarterback, right? They'll right? develop somebody, they'll draft somebody. But, I mean, the feeling was they, they, that was a bit of a reclamation project despite the fact the guy had gone to a Super Bowl two year, a year prior. Well, but that's what I think Brad Holmes knew. That's why the right. general manager had intimate knowledge because he was there when they drafted him in L.A. And they get the most out of him, and we, now we're getting back to Ben Johnson. Correct. And the job they're doing. And they go draft Jameer Gibbs. Everybody thought the, the Lions were crazy. If you thought we were crazy to take Bijan, they were twice as crazy to move up and get Jameer Gibbs. And this guy's doing the stuff we thought Bijan would be doing in the playoffs. He was good. He had over 100 yards. He's been great for them. I, I just I, I enjoy seeing how Ben Johnson finds ways oh, to use him. And they also, by the way, get all those picks. The other thing, they got their quarterback, and they were able to fix him, and they got all the draft picks, which gets you everything from Aiden Hutchinson and, and St. Brown. All those guys. you got all those pieces that they're building around. Jamison Williams, who's still kind of getting better. That's why if you're a Lions fan, you were asking me earlier, are they going to be back in this playoff? Will we see the Lions in the NFC Championship? Or, well, my order to you is, what happens if they lose Aaron Glenn and they lose, you know, Ben Johnson? And is, do they go through what Sirianni went through in Philly? Very possible. It's very possible. I think Dan Campbell leans on those guys. Matter of fact, I know he does. Right. Very much so in putting these game plans together. Uh, the 49ers advance, guys. And uh, let's hear Christian McCaffrey. Uh, this was courtesy of ESPN TV. But McCaffrey was great. They, they found a way to get it done. You, you know, you, at the end of the day, you tip your cap. But I'm with Mike. I mean, if Brock Purdy plays as poorly as he did in the first half against the Lions on Sunday, the Lions are going to be in this game, and it'll be, it might be an upset. That's just Dre making plays. Um, he's such a great player for us, stepped up when we needed him most. i just like to see him get down a little earlier, though. But that's his mentality. <laughs> he was running around. He's like, everybody says, just get down. The game's over. Right. You know, he's running around after the pick. Either way, Christian I, McCaffrey. And uh, I thought the, uh, the the Packers, that was a sloppy game. You know, Green Bay, the missed field goal. You know, we talked about just how just Jordan Love, I hated to see that second pick for Jordan because he's better than that. And that was one that was, it was kind of stupefying. You were definitely not expecting that one to come. I thought Baker Mayfield, you mentioned the pick earlier talking about the Lions game. What if I told you Baker Mayfield altogether, playoffs and regular season, 34 touchdowns, 12 picks, won a playoff game. Good know, season. Some, some guys are saying this is going to be a bridge year, right? In it's Tampa. A good season. Yeah. And now you begin to wonder can, if Tampa can't keep him. Mike Johnson's definitely gone. He's not. He got ticked off about you know not getting the uh, the coin. He's already got a ring, as you mentioned earlier with Brady. So it's amazing. Can Tampa Bay get back there, or is that going to be now kind of a, a this will be the rebuild we thought this year was going to be? I think Mike Evans is gone. I think yeah. there's a real good chance that they stay with. Uh, Baker. He kind of kept it open-ended in his post-game press conference. Well, I, I think, Mike, it's better to have somebody that you feel comfortable with and can count on versus them trying to get back in the hunt and be in the quarterback business again. Um, he was the first overall pick. Maybe all he needs is a little stability. Maybe he just needs right. to be in a place where the OC and the coach are going to be there for a minute and you won't have all this turnover like he did in Cleveland. Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes did what a lot of you thought he wouldn't, and that is go on the road and win a football playoff game. I love Arrowhead, but uh, it, it's always fun when you get to come together as a team and really just be like y'all versus, versus everybody and, and get the win. So uh, it's always great to be in great environments and uh, find a way to get a win. Yeah, and Mahomes wasn't done, Mike. He was talking about making memories for the kids. Listen to this. Every time I go up against Josh, I know that it's going to come down to the end just because of the competitor that he is and the player that he is. Same when I go up against Joe, when I go up against Lamar, all these guys. 
and I know how, how much fire they have, and they're not going to give up to the very end. And um, you appreciate that stuff. I mean, these are the games I watched growing up, the great quarterbacks going up against each other with great football teams, great organizations, um, and that's what I remember. And so hopefully I'm making, like I said earlier in the week, hopefully we're making those memories for other little kids that are growing up watching football. He is living in the AFC Championship game. Living in it. You know, you and I were talking about this earlier. I, I don't I'm I don't know. I don't mind seeing the Chiefs every year the way I did the Patriots. Because the Patriots, it just kind of felt like Groundhog Day. And and this because Mahomes is just exciting. Well, you felt like they were cheating too. Yeah, you always felt like look well, there was the tuck rule with Brady and then everything else and the subsequent stuff that came out. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just kind of felt like and at the time the, the AFC East was crap. You know, they basically just roll, roll through that like through a goose. And then Brady would do his thing. But it just, th- this is more exciting. Kelsey's fun. I don't mind, like, I'm over the Taylor Swift thing. It doesn't bother me. I mean, I got a kick out of watching his brother having a good old time in the suite with his shirt off. But the team, the things that they weren't doing in the regular season, like the, uh, the drop, all the drop passes, they were holding on to those balls. How about the Marquez Valdez scandling catch down the sideline? Crazy. And then, meanwhile, Stephon Diggs can't do any of that. If Stephon Diggs catches the ball, maybe it's, then we're not talking about the, the wide right field goal. McCall Harbin puts it on the ground. You know, that was a, that game should have been over right there, Carl. That would have been a two-score lead. It would have been. You're right, Mike. I mean, I don't feel the uh, animosity that I did feel against the Patriots that I do with the, the Chiefs because they're here every year. Right. And, and what's crazy is, you know, this is his sixth straight. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes specifically. Since he, since he became a starter, he has not played in this game. He's played in it every year. So it's really incredible to see if the Chiefs are able to get back to the Super Bowl. We're going to find out next week. That's the game for me, Mike. Um, I, listen, I want to see the Lions and the 49ers. I want to see Lamar and Patrick Mahomes go at it head-to-head. You know they're both going to be making plays. And, and it could come down to one crazy fumble or something, you know, out of right. their control. They could both play great. And, and it's almost like you hate to see one of those guys lose. By the way, if the Chiefs do get back to the Super Bowl, you're looking at a first chance for a back-to-back since the Patriots did it in the early 2000s. Mm. That's the last time we've had back-to-back Super Bowl champions. So there, there is some history at stake potentially if they're able to get past the Ravens on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you guys, I don't know. I just, to me, it just, it's more. It's Mahomes. I like Mahomes. I don't know how you couldn't like Mahomes. You know what I mean? I even like those State Farm commercials. I get a kick out of those with Andy <laughs> Reid. You know, give me your nuggies. But no, th- this is going to be. I also like Lamar. And I also think the best players of his generation, you want to see them on the biggest stage. Yeah. And I would love to see Lamar Jackson and the Ravens get to the Super Bowl. Because we were, remember the time, the Bill Polian comments going all the way back when he was drafted? You and I were always, you know, we are always lobbying that Lamar Jackson would be the guy. Get him some weapons. They got him weapons. By the way, a couple of guys asked us about Todd Munkin. The only thing I could find about Munkin, he spoke with the Chargers and the Panthers. So for guys who are interested in Todd Munkin, he's 57, by the way. All right. For the guy that obviously took Georgia to two natties with Stetson, and you see what he's doing this year. Re- not reinventing, but getting more now out of Lamar than he did the previous three years. Uh, this just in, they have not hired their head coach because it's not going to happen yet, but the Panthers have promoted Dan Morgan to president of football operations. Dan Morgan, the linebacker? And their general manager. How about that? Uh, so whatever he said to Mr. Tepper, that's David Tepper, the owner. Obviously, it resonated in Mike. So the Carolina Panthers, from a front office standpoint, okay, have their guy, and now they need to figure out what they're going to do with their coaching situation. Um, but mm. they're in this mix that we are. And, and, you know, this coaching cycle, you still got seven teams out there that are looking for, for coaches and trying to figure out who's the best right. guy and the best fit. But Dan Morgan is going to run that front office. Maybe, uh, I don't know, he now had been an assistant. John Lynch kind of just took right, went right into that job without having that experience in the front office. It'd be interesting if he can capture some of the things that John Lynch did as a former you know, stud defender did in, uh, in San Fran. No, I, I, listen, I think when you've played at that level with Lynch, 
where he's played and you play with great players, you know what that looks like. And I think he's he's built that team that way. We'll see what Dan does with the Carolina Panthers. They're in our division, guys. So Right. Hey, man, the good news is we have not hired Bill Belichick. Um, we've, we've talked about 14 guys now? Yeah, total. That's more than a full rugby squad, Carl, for total. rugby union. That's a lot, man. Uh, by the way, Morgan has been a—he's been an assistant coach there too. Assistant GM, yeah, since 2021. All right, they got their guy. We've got to work on getting our head coach, and we will. Hey, coming up, we got a lot more to dive into. Top three at six is on the way, including no trade tonight. What is the latest? We'll tell you next on Sports Radio 929 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.